Councilman Caleb Collier said. I'm proposing that the city of Spokane Valley issue a proclamation stating that our city is a Second Amendment sanctuary city. Welcome to the fire. Today on Church and State, we'll be joined by Sean Regan of Pandora Ballistics. Yeah, I always want to do that. Pandorial. It sounds great. Anyway, hello, Christian Patriots, and welcome to Church and State, where we strive to plug you into the pew and plug you into politics. I'm your host, Caleb Collier. With me, as always, Pastor Gabe Blomgren, once again, your favorite far-right shock jocks and the most schizophrenic show you listen to on a daily basis. And the only podcast brave enough to put faith and politics in the same room with Jesus smack dab in the middle. Yes, at least I didn't go with uh, Scene Reagan. You know, I almost wanted yeah. to, but hey, uh, before we bring on our guest, I want to once again point everybody to churchandstate.media. This is where you're going to be able to download our shows, I guarantee. This is another one of those episodes that you're going to want to share with your family, friends, neighbors, and especially those leftists that you might know that hate guns, hate all things guns, because this will trigger them. Pun intended? No? Okay. Yeah, not bad. All right, anyway. Not bad, not uh, bad. All right. Anyway, uh, you're also going to want to take advantage of all of our fine affiliates. We'll be talking about one of our new affiliates here on today's episode, but we don't have that up yet. So why not talk since we're talking about guns? Let's talk about something else that makes all red blooded Americans excited. Beef. So what's for dinner? It grid down, chow down. We've talked about it before. You can go to our episode where we actually interviewed the owner of the company. They give you actual beef that has been dehydrated. It tastes amazing. And the cool thing about it is the blood is still in it, Caleb. I know. So it's, you it's can go ahead, you add beef. water. You can make anything you want. You don't have to You don't have to be subjugated to whatever. If you go to Amazon right now, you, it's already cooked. You can only use it the way it is. The cool thing about Grid Down is it's completely ready to go. Add water. And uh, you can make patties. You can actually make burgers. Uh, the other brands, you cannot do that. Now, those of you know, when I spend, I spend big. Do go big or go home. Get the biggest, and you're going to get the best price. Now, you're going to spend a decent amount of money, but you're going to have the same price. If you actually get the biggest package, you're going to have the same price as Amazon's regular just one pound amount. So if you go big, you get the best deal. Absolutely. Remember to use that promo code church and state. Also, if you'd like to donate to us, just go ahead and hit that donate button. We take uh, gold, silver, Satoshi's cash, firstborn children, whatever you want to throw in our direction. We'll take it too far. You know, it's me. Anyway, if you want to get a hold of us, church and state 1776 at proton.me. All right. With that, let's go ahead and talk about firearms, bullets, all the things that make me happy. And I tend to dream about. I'm hoping Santa Claus brings me some of these things. Uh, I'm, we got Sean, Sean, not seen. There you go. Sean Regan, uh, Pondere Ballistics, uh, sitting next to us. Now, this is an individual that has done quite a lot. He's been in the Army, the Coast Guard, and the Air Force. He came this close to joining the real branch, uh, but instead went th with the other three. Um, <laughs> I told you. I told you. Uh, oddly enough, the guy sitting next to me could probably kill me with one pinky finger because he's done so much. I'm looking through your your resume here, as it were, and you've done a lot. Private investigator, I mean, you are a taser OC, a baton certified, uh, you know, obviously trained in firearms. He is an EMT, so he could bring me back to life after he killed me for teasing him too far. So, Sean, with that intro, thank you for joining us on Church of State. Well, thank you so much for having me here, and uh, blame the French for Pondere, and blame the Irish for scene. Okay. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I'm also Irish as well, but my dad will tell everybody I'm more Irish than I actually am, but uh, but no, you know, I, the Irish, we're fighters. You know, we are. We, we, 
we tend to look upon big government and say, uh, no, we're not going to follow that. We're going to live free. Yeah. We, we, and the, I don't know what to say about Mexican Norwegians because that's what I am. But uh, Confused. That's what you are. Yeah, able to do good and hot or cold weather, just depending on the environment. But uh, hey, those of us who um, enjoy firearms, um, I will never, ever, really ever tell my wife how many I actually own. And the problem is, is if she sells them, she's going to think, you know, there's, there's only a couple, but the reality is, is there's quite a few. There's only one thing that makes me more happy than worship music and Christianity. It's firearms. But the reality is, is, uh, there's, there's a saying, okay, speak softly and carry a big stick. Okay. There's a way to keep your enemy at bay. King David himself had five smooth stones inside his pouch. The Bible says you have to have more than just a couple. Those of you think right now, how many rounds do I have? How many rounds do I have for my AR-15? Hopefully all of you who are Christians, you already own an AR-15, one of those big, scary black guns, okay? How many rounds do you have? Most people that I ask this question, they usually say something around, I don't know, like 250 rounds, maybe 500. That is not sufficient. What we're going to talk about is preparedness, readiness, how many rounds you should have. Frankly, Pondre Ballistics, uh, Sean, how many, how many rounds does a kit, you know, uh, hold basically when you, when you were going live in combat? So the standard, uh, loadout is seven magazines, 210 rounds, but most guys would carry between, between, uh, 10 and 20 magazines, but that's with three supply. Um, you're going to expend that ammunition if, if you're in that kind of environment. So, and then there's also training. So, uh, you know, you should have as much in a box ready to go, but you should also have a bunch that you're training on. Um, a thousand rounds is probably a good start for in the box. And then my staff uh, is issued 200 rounds a month to uh, expend in training. They're required to do that. And that's, I consider a minimum wow. for somebody who carries a firearm as part of their, their job. Can so, I have a job? Yeah. Sure. I mean, they, right there. Like I don't need healthcare, dental, and 200 rounds <laughs> that I got to shoot every single month. You I'm sold. I'm in. Yeah. When in one of our uh, one of our retail associates is a retired Army Staff Sergeant uh, Infantry, uh, his name's Sean Bentley, and uh, every other Sunday during the warmer months, he provides uh, training um, on defensive pistol. And one of the things that we do that's unique is that we uh, we train from the draw, which anybody who's been to a range, most ranges will not allow you to do that because it is the most dangerous thing you can do on the range, especially if it's not done correctly. Uh, people will screw it up and then put a round in their foot or their leg. And so we, uh, we train that in the beginning course. And then it goes from there into the intermediate and advanced courses with movement and transition to from long gun to pistol or all the other things, remedial, immediate action, reloading, all those kinds of things. So, uh, there's, there's a lot to it. And, uh, if you just have some, some ammunition in a closet and a gun in a box someplace, and you think that that's going to get it done, I, I'm sorry, it's not. You're going to have to train. You're going to have to become familiar with that uh, weapon because if you have to use it to save your life, it's going to be under adverse, stressful conditions, and you better very uh, have a very good knowledge of how that operates and, and how to use it effectively. You know, amen to that. I, I love whenever the government goes in and raids a home and uh, then the news cameras are all over it and they say, you know, stockpile of weapons. And they've got like three guns in like, you know, maybe 500 rounds all together. And you're like, those are rookie numbers, man. You got you to gotta pump those up a little bit. Look, you've got to invest in bullets because 
we all we all want the firearms. All right. Now I'm talking to just conservatives, you know, the, the people that love their firearms, love the Second Amendment. We love to purchase all these firearms and we bring them out. We're like, check this thing out, check this thing out. But nobody nobody ever really thinks to say, how many rounds do you have of that? Right. Because if, if you don't have the rounds to put fire down range, all you got is a club or somebody to throw at somebody. And so this is why we wanted to bring in Sean to talk about the fact that Ladies and gentlemen, you are woefully ill-prepared for what's coming at us. And, and we don't like to peddle you know, what we call doom porn on church and state, but we want to ensure that our audience is prepared for whatever's coming our way. We don't know exactly what it might be, but we do see one overwhelming theme in America today, and it's tyranny, all right? And the, the quickest way that they want to enact all of their globalist agendas is by taking away your firearms, yeah. And in the reality too, upon us, we give you a call to action every single episode. There is blood actually on Caleb's and my hands. If we as Christians who have a platform to be able to talk about this, do not warn you. Ezekiel 33, six says, but if the watchman sees the sword coming and does not blow the trumpet to warn the people and the sword comes and takes someone's life, that person will be taken because of their sin. But I will hold the watchman accountable for their blood. I am a watchman. Caleb is a watchman. Sean is a very armed watchman. Okay. The reality is this though, God's grace is sufficient for those who prepare. Okay. The wise virgins had their uh, oil lamps uh, trimmed down and, and everything was full. Their oil was full and ready to go. We don't know the day or the hour. We don't know how Klaus Schwab and all these elites are going to operate in a time of duress. We just know this. We are underprepared. Those of you who are in Christ, okay, a lot of you, you, you use terminology like, well, Christ will protect me. Um, but the old adage is, is I prayed for someone to save me. I prayed for this to happen. And then you get to heaven and you're dead. And the Lord says, um, I sent you, I sent you multiple people. I sent you multiple warnings. And one of them was Gabe and Caleb and Sean. So our, our point is this, there is, there is a Christian duty for you to protect your neighbor. And before we talk about, it, we're going to actually be partnering with Sean. This is probably my most, uh, I, I would probably say my favorite product besides gold and food. Um, before we talk about the partnership we're making with Sean, I want to, I want to, Caleb and I have some scripture verses and Sean has a really good one that I want him, the one that, that sticks out the most to you as to why you as Christians think, is it okay? Was Jesus a pacifist? Jesus, was he a pacifist? Okay. Um, is it okay for me to be a pacifist? Um, one of the people that I know has a, a really big ministry in uh, Minnesota. He actually said, um, I was going to say his name, John Piper, Caleb. I respect the man. He wrote a very uh, awesome book. Um, very, very theologically, he's he's pretty interesting guy. But he said um, when I interviewed, if a man broke into his home and held him and his wife at gunpoint, he said he would allow his wife or himself to be shot. I just don't think that's God' uh, responsibility. He's empowered us. Um, there's, there's, there's multiple scriptures weigh in on that right now, guys. And, and uh, I'm going to, I'm going to give some scriptures as well. Can I mean, I, mean, I, I just, I got to jump in here because Piper with what he said, which I'm not the biggest fan of. Um, but you know, I go back to Exodus 22 verse two is actually where it starts. And it says, if a thief be found breaking up and be smitten that he die, there shall be no blood 
or shall there shall no blood be shed for him. If the sun be risen upon him, there shall be no blood shed for him, for he should make full restitution. If he has nothing, then he should be sold for his theft. So basically what the Bible is talking about here is if a thief breaks into your house at night and you kill him, there's no blood yeah. guilt upon yeah. your head. Now, if a thief breaks in during the day when you're awake and you kill him, then there is blood guilt. Okay, so the Lord was setting it up here because when you wake up in the middle of the night, you don't know what's going on. You don't know who's at your door. You're going to protect your family, right? But regardless, there's this, there's this law that protects you as you protect your home, your wife, your family, whatever that may be. Sean, I know you wanted to weigh in on here as well. Right off the bat, St. Thomas Aquinas in the Summa Theologica um, talked about the um, one action having two outcomes, the intended and the unintended. Um, your intention is to preserve your life, to defend your family. You didn't wake up with rage or vengeance or, or the lust to kill. Your primary motivation was to defend that which you love, which God has blessed you with. And if the person who is attacking you dies in that defense, well, that was not your choice. That was simply you responding to a threat according to the dictates of your training, which is to engage that target at the center of mass until it is no longer a threat. But I also... Um, the 144th Psalm, uh, praise be the Lord, my rock, who trains my hands for war and my fingers for battle, right? So, so right there, you know, the psalmist is, is praising God for providing him the ability to defend, to make war, right? And so it is, it is beyond contestation. Uh, there, the Christian faith is not pacifistic. It, it is not. Um, it is a duty for a family, a, a parent, especially a, a husband and a father, stand to be counted, right? It is your duty before Almighty God is the way I see that. So. Yeah, and there's a very used scripture, uh, Matthew 10, 34. This is Jesus. Do not think that I have come to bring peace to the earth, but I have come to bring a sword. Okay, you can use that in and out of context. I don't believe Jesus was advocating violence, but what he is saying is that he's come to cause division in homes. Okay. There's, there's, Jesus isn't going to just make everyone agree. Okay. He, he came and you have to decide for yourself is, is he insane or is he the son of God? And what he says, he means, he, he also said to his own disciples, he said, but let now any one of you who has a money bag, take it. And likewise, a, a knapsack and let the one who has no sword, sell his cloak and buy one. And I believe, um, Jesus was talking about now in his ministry, the, the guys would need a defensive posture. He also said, don't share your pearls with swine. The thing about ammo, like I said, speak softly, carry a big stick. It's a defensive posture that it gives you. Um, I know you both conceal carry as do I. And when I'm in downtown Seattle or downtown Portland or around people who are um, a little bit mentally off, I am completely at peace. And that's what comes with preparedness and having the rounds that hopefully you'll never have to use, but you have to have them. And I, and I think you should have them in multiple places. No, amen to that. Now, you were quoting Luke twenty two thirty six. I love this passage um, because you and I have talked about this before on the show, Gabe. Uh, not only are you you purchasing the sword, which was the equivalent of a firearm back in that day, right. all right, uh, but you're also selling your cloak. So in, in effect, 
and, and I may be uh, taking creative license here, but you're open carrying, mm-hmm. right? Uh, that, that's kind of how I'm viewing, right? Yeah, if you don't have a cloak on. Yeah, right, exactly. No Everybody can see your sword. So you're out there, you're preaching the word of God, but don't mess with me because I have a sword as well. I, I mean, I'd love for you to tap it or uh, get in here and talk a little bit about it as well, Sean. When, when, uh, when Peter swiped the year off of the servant in the Garden of Gethsemane, Right, Jesus instructed him to return it to its scabbard. He didn't say toss it away. He didn't, you know. Very say, good point. Don't mm-hmm. do that, guy. He he just said, hey, now's not the time. Right, that was, but it was a perfectly human thing for for Peter to want to do because he's about to see his his Lord and Master taken into custody, which was not God's will. Right, he was uh, taking action on man's will in that point. But no, I mean, I, I love what you're saying there because you know Peter, um, he was rebuked by Christ uh, prior to this, right? Where he he when Jesus tells the, the disciples the plans that you know he's going to have to be crucified, uh, and and Jesus, you know, or uh, sorry, uh, Peter actually says, you know, well, this is not going to happen, and, and and you know, I'm paraphrasing obviously, but he says, get behind me, Satan. Now he does not say something like that when Peter tries to defend him right there. No, he just says, hey. Put your sword back, and then goes and heals the individual. Right. Well, and, and wasn't, and, and I might be getting in my uh, my timeline off, but the instruction to go by the sword uh, was in preparation for Jesus to be seized. Right. That mm-hmm. was um, our Lord knew that He was about to be seized, and, and they said we could. I think they came back with two swords, wasn't it? I think you're right. Yeah, right. Pastor. Yeah, they they actually bought two, he, and he, the Lord says that's enough. <laughs> that's enough. So, you know, Jesus had definite restraint in the moment when the ear was lopped off, but he didn't say, Peter, you messed up. Well, and, and not only that, but, but he knew that Peter was going to do that, right? An right. omniscient God, you know, he, it wasn't surprising when that happened. He knew. And yet, and still he told them to go get some swords. So it kind of puts all of that into context. You know, one of the other things that uh, the uh, scripture about coming, uh, bringing the sword, uh, you know, you think about the imagery in the book of Revelation, right? Right. His tongue is as a sword. Yes. Right. So there's, there's another alliteration there um, that goes to that whole point. So this, the hippy dippy Jesus, that's our yeah. buddy. The surfer Jesus with a beauty sash. <laughs> okay. This is one you guys are going to love. Nehemiah 418. And each of the builders had his sword strapped at his side while he built. The man who sounded the trumpet was beside me. So they literally built the wall. The Bible says also in another scripture verse, they had a trowel in one hand and a sword in the other. Come on. Is yeah. that not a picture of building the kingdom? It is. And, and, you know, and I don't know where you stand on eschatology, but I think most Christians that I talk to kind of feel this sense, like something's coming at us. You know, we, we look out into what the world is, is doing right now. And, you know, as I said in the beginning of the show, uh, the overwhelming theme is tyranny. And, and so when I'm looking at everything that the Bible talks about in the end of days, I know that there's some hard times coming at us. And I also know that I'm not going to bend a knee to this one world system. And so if I have to fight back, if, and if that makes me a martyr, then so be it. But I'm going to defend my family. I'm going to be ensuring that they don't stand in the bread lines, right? That, they, that all these things aren't taken from us, from our household, to where we're dependent on this state that is going to be in, in direct opposition to my Christian faith. Well, and, and also, I mean, they, they just declared global jihad, right? And I've heard numbers up to 100,000 uh, other than Mexican personnel have come across that border. So, yes, all of the, the onrushing governmental tyranny and all of that, but there's a pressing threat now. You might have a self-radicalized jihadi. 
So in the Islamic faith, there's something that's called the house of war. And everywhere that is not controlled by the crescent is the house of war. When they declare jihad, and I'm not saying all Muslims, I'm saying those who embrace the jihad call. Well, if you look at what they're doing, right, they're, they're stabbing people. They're killing priests while they're saying mass in, in France. Um, they're bringing violence directly to unarmed populations. So, you know, it's not some faraway concept. Um, it's right here. And you could be out having Sunday brunch with your family and some guy decides that you're the one, now's the time, and it's going to happen. And I would hope that you're armed, trained, and capable of defending your family and your life. Truly, Europe yeah. is that canary in the coal mine, I would say. You know, we, we've, they've, they've been at this a little bit longer, but they've just been inviting uh, the jihadists in. And, and now you can see it, and, and I'm glad you brought this up because there's video after video that you can watch online of Europeans from multiple different nations uh, and, and a jihadi will start attacking them. And they're literally just, all they do is like beg. And they're, they're trying to be nice. Like, why, why do you want into my house? Don't do that. Please stop. Like, that is Hit the canary him with a in the coal That's well, all you got. I know, but that is the canary in the coal mine for America. Right. Look, because it's happening here. And you bring up such a good point, Sean. The jihadists are going to activate. I know this. I used to work for an organization that countered the jihadi threat in the United States. And they are coming. And you do not want to be caught without a firearm when they come at you because they're going to behead you. And based on what we've seen in Israel recently, the, the, the more than ever, we now have facts onto how they operate. They do not have any sense of morality. It's a completely, and I say this in the most blanket terms possible because you need to understand, I'm not watering this down, the religion of the Quran-based Islamic jihadi is from the pit of hell. It's demonic. What we saw, the beheading of little children in Israel, okay? Safe rooms are not enough. We saw safe rooms. We saw people locked away. Right now, more than ever, those of you who are Christians, you should think to yourself, I need to be prepared, and I need to be trained, and I need to be well-established on how to protect my family. This is not fear-based whatsoever. I'm going to give you one last scripture for those of you who still aren't sure, okay? This is Numbers 31.3. This is, this is Moses. He says, so Moses spoke to the people again saying, arm men for you among, excuse me, arm men from among you for the war that they may go against Midian to execute the Lord's vengeance on Midian. So whether it's Old Testament, New Testament, you have King David, you have many, many men of God who have established it is your duty and your obligation to protect your family. With that, I want to I want to move on to the product. Okay, there's there's a little video clip that that our team has to show uh, what's going on at Ponderay Ballistics. I don't know, Chris, if you could play that right now. There's a lot of dead air, Chris. <laughs> And that just gets me excited. Yeah, it gets me excited. I want to go shooting right now. I want to go plinking. Let's go. Yeah. Well, never, recently, Chris. Never plink. 
Never you, plan. Always never, train. Always train. We we just talked off air. You've been recently awarded a contract. Can you share about that? Uh, yeah. So th- as an ammunition manufacturer, our um, our main our main area is government contracts because they can buy a massive amount of ammunition, and uh, so we bid on a contract for Washington State law enforcement, and uh, we were awarded the uh, contract with three other, I think it was three other companies, um, and we had uh, the best, we won the best price for uh, pistol ammunition, and we were number three for rifle ammunition, um, and that represents, I think, uh, a little over 14,000 agencies in uh, three or four different states, so um, it really uh, it really is uh, our, our big win for this, uh, for this year, and um, you know, it carries with it a lot of responsibility, but it also speaks to um, the quality of our product. Um, you know, we test those rounds to make sure that they are uh, performing uh, in terminal ballistics uh, as they are intended, especially for pistol caliber cartridges that are used in uh, duty applications or defensive applications. Um, they have to be they have to be done perfectly in terms of the load because if you if you load it too hot, uh, the round expands inappropriately; it doesn't penetrate. If you don't um, load it uh, with enough uh, power, it'll just sail right through the target, actually. You'd think it would be uh, the other way, but it doesn't allow the bullet to expand. And, and you must have that expansion so that you don't over-penetrate and you're shooting the jihadi and you kill the, the kid behind the jihadi, um, which you should always be aware of your background, right, and uh, change your angle of attack. But, you know, things go, go uh, wrong in chaotic gunfighting type of situations. So you want to be able to depend on the round not to over-penetrate. So, you know, we, we have to do a lot of uh, load development to make sure that all these rounds do exactly what they are intended to do, whether it's defensive rounds, precision rifle, um, service rifle, any of those kinds of um, applications, hunting, all that kind of stuff. We have to make sure that they're doing exactly what they're intended to do. Now, to the audience, did you hear that? Because Sean just let us know that the state, actually the state, is the one that actually buys more ammunition than anyone else. Can we alter that? Can we change yeah, that? I think we can here that. on Church and State, right? I think we have enough of a fan base to where the citizens of the of Washington State, Idaho, wherever we're at, you know, that they can be the primary buyers yes. of bullets here. Well, let's talk numbers for a second. We're running out of time. We're about uh, two minutes away from our show being ended. Roughly, if if... Comparably right now, if you were to go buy Winchester, you go buy Nosler, go go buy Hornady, you're going to spend anywhere from 79 cents a round. During COVID, it was up towards a dollar a round. Now, there's a church and state, spe- church and state special right now. If you go to his website, uh, pondreballistics.com, and it's P-E-N-D-O-R-E-I-L-L-E, Ballistics, Okay, you're going to see the veteran-owned, Christian-owned company. If you go there and in the notes, type in church and state, you can get a thousand rounds for four hundred and fifty dollars. Now with shipping out the door, my guess is you're going to be around five hundred dollars. That is a that is a crazy good deal for something of this caliber, of this quality for five five six two two three. You're, you're that's a superior deal, Caleb. I, I've spent upwards of a you know a thousand dollars for a thousand rounds back when when ammo was crazy. This is a very good deal. Now, if you buy now and you use that church and state promo code, you're also going to get a gift certificate for 10% off on your next purchase, which you're going to appreciate because you're going to be training. Yeah. And, and so when you go online, maybe Sean, let's have you talk about this. How do they use that church and state promo code? 
So right now, and we're having a, our website updated. So right now, though, as you're checking out, there'll be a little box for special instructions. So in that, put something that re- refers to this uh, podcast uh, in there, and uh, we'll recognize that. And what we'll do is with the ammunition that we send or whatever else you might buy from us, uh, we'll put in a gift certificate for 10% in, in value. So the next time that you buy something from us, you can redeem that that 10% value against the next purchase. Um, and you know, I, That's rec- phenomenal. I, I recommend buy as much as you can and shoot it up, you know, have some in storage, but you have to train. Amen to that. To yeah. Well, we've run out of time. Uh, Ponderay ballistics. Remember that if you, if you're struggling with it, it sounds like, or it, it reads like penned Oriole. Okay. Blame the French once again. Uh, Sean, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on church and state at the risk of sounding like a heretic. Guns are part of my religion. Amen. All right. Church of State is sponsored in part by the Constitution Party and Patriot Church. I'm Gabe Blomgren, and a calm does not suit me. I'm Caleb Collier. I was born for a storm. Welcome to the fire.